the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. His birth takes the place of your birth. His life takes the place of your failed life. His death takes the place of your death that you deserve. His future becomes your future. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, then keep this telephone number in mind, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Today on Reaching Your Heart, Pastor Michael Oxentenko continues in the Cosmic Controversy series. In fact, we are up to number 12, entitled The Apostolic Gospel and the End of the Age. The last time we were together, we brought you the first portion of this broadcast. We will conclude it here today now. Keep in mind, this message was given back at the time when the nation was undergoing a very severe financial distress. And uh, the message will reflect that as we continue in the Cosmic Controversy series with the Apostolic Gospel and the End of the Age. Here is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. There is a brokenness. We live in a broken age. We've seen in the news this week that the financial crisis that we are facing is the worst financial crisis in human history. And the great minds of the world do not know how to fix it. People's lives are broken as unemployment ravages this country, as lives are shattered, as self-esteem falls down. There is only one cure for the modern madness. It is the gospel, the apostolic good news that mends the heart. There's no part of your life that is broken that the gospel cannot heal it up. There's no pain in your life that is so hurtful that the gospel of Jesus cannot heal the wound that's hurting deep inside. You can go to counselors all day long. You can pay your retirement out to get someone to make you feel good in your misery. You can come to Jesus and you can find the cure that will face the madness of the modern age. There is no inner affliction that is so severe that the gospel cannot bring the bomb of Gilead and heal the sickness and save the soul that is rotten and give the person inside a new life free from guilt where before there was none. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save everyone. Now the key word is everyone. The apostolic gospel is for everyone who needs to be saved. Any person, every person who is saved in God's kingdom will be saved only because of this gospel. So what is this gospel? In one word, the gospel is Jesus. In one word, the gospel is Jesus. Let me prove it to you from Scripture. Romans 1.1 Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, The gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and designated son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Verse 3 says the gospel is about Jesus. It's not about our ministries. 
It's not about the preacher. It's not about our church. Dear heart, it's about Jesus. The good news is the truth that concerns God's Son. The apostolic gospel is the apostolic good news about Jesus. He is the content, the subject matter, the truth of the good news. And no theologian can improve upon the truth that comes from him, through him, and because of him. No thinker can think a deeper thought, more brilliant and more significant than the good news about Jesus. And no armchair theologian has anything to say that is more meaningful than what he has said and done in his life, his birth, his death, and his resurrection for you and me. Dear heart, Jesus is the good news. Now the good news that overcomes the bad news in your life is the good news about a Savior. So what is this apostolic good news that concerns Jesus that is so important for your life? How does it affect your life practically, my life, every single day? Simply stated, Jesus' life and death replaces your life and death at every level. His birth takes the place of your birth. His life takes the place of your failed life. His death takes the place of your death that you deserve. His future becomes your future. And God's verdict on Him, God's acceptance of Him in the judgment becomes your verdict in the judgment too. Jesus is the good news. The birth of Jesus is the beginning of God's news. Look at Luke 2 verse 9. Now the angels were the very first to announce the gospel. The very first time we find it in the chronology of the New Testament, an angel is using the word good news. Verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news, the gospel of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ was not born for some special group of people called the elect. He was born for all the people who need him. The theologians will tell you he came to die for the elect. The angel said he was born for all the people as a Savior. You know, if I have to pick between a theologian and an angel, I'm going to believe the angel from God. What about you? Let's not get too complicated here. If the theologian says this and the angel says that, I'm going with the angel. All the people means the poorest person, the richest person too. All the people means the person you wouldn't like and the person who doesn't like you. It means the person who needs God at the deepest level. It's the, it's the lowest person on the totem pole of human need and it's the person of privilege too. It means all the people, whether they know it or not, every person was born under the curse of Adam's sin as a sinner too. And Jesus was born so his unique birth can take the place of your bad beginning. The good news of Jesus' birth replaces the bad news of your bad beginning and its sin legacy in your life. Christ took your place as a baby so you can be born again, born from heaven, born anew into the kingdom of God. He was born for all the people. And because Jesus was born for all the people, Jesus' life means a new life with meaning. John 10 verse 10. Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it how? What does it say? Have it how? Abundantly. Christ's life means a new life for you. Christ's life means quality living for you. Meaningful living, not just existing, not just putting up with the routine of life. Seven to three, punching a clock. Maybe it's seven to eight for some of you. 
but meaningful and abundant life with purpose and contentment. Jesus' life takes the place of lives that are out of control and a life without purpose and significance. Jesus is the new reason to live and a good reason that really matters for life. Christ is not just the way to life. Jesus is the life that is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Buddha is not the way. He claimed to be the way. Gautama claimed to be the way. He's not the way, though he claimed to be. You know, recently Steve Jobs died. He, he was converted to Buddhism. I'm not trying to put down his faith. But he was wrong. It's not the way. You can look like you have it all together here, but when you die and you don't have Christ, you have nothing. Jesus is the only way to real living here and tomorrow. He is the way and he is the life that is the way. Dear heart, Jesus was born to die for you, not just to live. His life was a journey that ultimately led to a personal death that is all of our deaths wrapped up into his ruin that brings life to everyone. The one who is the life was born to die the death of every man and woman who deserves to die. The very one who gave us life gave his life to give life again that can never be taken away. The apostolic gospel teaches that Jesus died for every single human being in the whole creation. He became the internet, the nexus for every person's messy life and death and consciousness. It was funneled into him in Gethsemane. It was downloaded into his human nature. And suddenly he became the God consciousness of evil in human form, journeying with the heavy load and burden to the cross of Calvary where he died for it all. And the death of Jesus is the single most important truth in the gospel that sets the sinner free from condemnation. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-5, now Paul is writing, I would remind you, brethren, in what terms I preach to you the gospel, which you received and which you stand, by which you are saved if you hold it fast. Now, if you hang on to the good news, you're not going to be lost. There's not going to be any iffy business here in terms of your future. You will be saved. He says, by which you are saved if you hold it fast, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. There are people today who don't like that. I mean, Christ is my substitute? Christ dying for me? I mean, no, He didn't do that. He just came to reveal God's love. Dear heart, He did more than that. He came to deal with your mess. He died for you. He died the death you deserve to die. He chose that road. And Paul says he was buried, verse 4, he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. The most important truth in the Gospel is the truth that Jesus died for your sins on the cross of Calvary. It is the most fundamental personal truth of your life. He died because deep inside the heart of God there was a law, and there was a law that required love and mercy in that law. It was deep within his law. And the same law that required the death of the sinner required mercy. And how could you bring the two together? The same law that requires death and that requires mercy. We see it in Jesus who is the law. Mercy and death hanging on a cross for you in a perfect agreement. It's not some external law. It is the law of God in human form. It is Christ dying as the great atonement for the human race. The same law that required death, we see mercy in the eyes of Jesus. Jesus died for your sins, Paul says. Single most important truth of the apostolic gospel. You can't improve on this truth, but you can take it and receive it by faith. 
When Jesus died, he rose from the dead. He died for your sins, the most important truth of your life. But that's not all he did. Romans 4.25, Jesus, who was put to death, in the Greek, paradidomy, handed over for your tres- our trespasses, was raised for our justification. Now, the Greek word for justification is just a legal word that means acceptance. It means legal acceptance. Christ was raised for your acceptance. If you can't accept yourself, if you feel God can't accept you, dear heart, if you believe that Jesus died and you believe that he was raised from the dead, he was raised so you can believe that God accepts you if you have faith in Christ. He was raised for that. When God raised him from the dead, he reversed the condemnation of the cross, the verdict of death. It was overruled in his life. And if you have Christ, the same verdict is yours. God raised Jesus from the dead. It means that in Jesus you are accepted by faith in Him. If you have the Son of God, you have the life of the resurrection because you have Jesus. And God will raise you from the dead just like He raised Jesus. Jesus is the good news that you are accepted in Him. Jesus died and rose again, and then He went back to heaven for a very good reason. People ask the question, why did He go? Why didn't He just stay here? What has He been doing up there for such a long time? Look at Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. But Jesus holds his priesthood permanently because he continues for, what does it say? Forever. An indestructible life. Now here's the conclusion, verse 25. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to do what? What's his job up there? To make intercession for them. Christ hasn't left you behind so you can find your way to the kingdom of God without him. Is your great high priest, Jesus is praying for you at every moment of your troubled life. If no one else is praying for you, Jesus is praying for you. The one who was born for all the people. The one who is the source of a new life for everyone. The one who died for your sins. The most important truth of the apostolic gospel. The one who was raised for your acceptance. That same one always lives to pray for you, to intercede for you to claim the power of God for you, to call on God by virtue of his perfect life just for you. Jesus lives to pray for you, dear heart, making intercession for you. You're pretty important to him. But that's not all there is to the apostolic gospel. There is one more truth. Jesus called the gospel the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 24, 13 and 14. And he who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, then the end will come. Pastor Michael Oxentenko will be back in just a moment. Reaching Your Heart is a listener-funded program. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. Call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now, once again, Pastor Michael Oxentenko. The apostolic gospel is the good news that Jesus was born for all the people as a Savior. That he lived to bring abundant life to replace lifeless living. That he died for our sins, the most important truth in life to discover and to believe in. 
that He was raised for our acceptance, that He ever lives to make intercession for us. And, but that's not all there is to the gospel. You see, the key word is for. Christ did all of this for us. Jesus called the gospel the gospel of the kingdom. So there's one more truth that is true in Jesus that is part of the gospel. In Daniel 7, just before the end of time, the prophet Daniel sees a great fiery throne and the Ancient of Days, who is God the Father, sitting on that throne in heaven is a heavenly, most holy place, celestial scene. There is fire and flame, a river of fire issuing from God's throne. Now the ancient rabbis believed that was the Milky Way. The great fiery stream we see in the night sky coming from God's throne. In Daniel 7.10, the text reads, The court set in judgment and the books were opened. In the judgment of Daniel 7, there are millions of angels and thrones all about the throne of God. And in the center is God sitting on the throne. He is the Ancient of Days, surrounded by the host of heaven. The final judgment before the end of all things is a heavenly judgment. God the Father, the holy angels, and flaming fire all there. And only one person in Daniel 7 is added to the mix to complete the picture. Suddenly we see the hero of history approaching the Ancient of Days. Daniel 7, 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. In verse 14, And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people's nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Dear heart, God's kingdom is his kingdom. God's kingdom is the only kingdom that matters. And Jesus is the Son of Man who receives the kingdom in the judgment in heaven just before the end of all things. I mean, we have these people running around today saying there's no such thing as a pre-advent judgment. What Bible are they reading? Dear heart, in Daniel 7, here is a pre-advent judgment in heaven when Christ receives the kingdom. Now, Jesus spoke of this whole thing in a single verse in Luke 19, 12. Let's read verse 11 for context. As they heard these things, the disciples, he proceeded to tell them a parable. Because he was near to Jerusalem, because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. Now, look at verse 12. He said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far-off country... To receive a kingdom and then do what? And then return. I mean, there's no mystery as to why Jesus is gone. There's no mystery why it's taken so long. He has gone to heaven at the end of the age in heaven to come before God in a pre-advent judgment into the most holy place to receive his kingdom from God and then return. Now, we know how he does this. Christ is very clear in the book of Revelation. He says, listen, if if you throw away faith in me, You're going to lose what I'm going to do for you in the judgment. He says, I will, if you hang in there, confess your name before my Father and before the holy angels. I will confess you by name. I will call for you to be in my kingdom if you do not lose faith in me. Jesus has gone to heaven to wait for the judgment of Daniel 7 in heaven to receive his kingdom. And once he has received his kingdom, one name at a time, he will return. Jesus called the apostolic gospel the gospel of the kingdom. It's not bad news that there's a judgment. It's good news. Why? Why is the kingdom judgment scene part of the apostolic gospel? Turn to Daniel 7, 21 and 22. As I looked, this horn, now the horn is the historical antichrist. It made war with the saints. It prevailed over them. 
This little horn down seven looks like the Son of Man. You read the chapter, it looks like the Son of Man, but he's only an imposter in history. He has eyes and a mouth like a man, but he's not the Son of Man. Jesus' ministry was for three and a half years. This little horn persecutes for a time, two times, and half a time, which is three and a half prophetic years. Bible students who have studied this thing, and I could take more time, I will not, that maps out to 42 prophetic months, 1,260 prophetic days. 1,260 prophetic days equals 1,260 literal years. This is what happened in the Middle Ages. Christ built the church in three and a half literal years. And the little horn messed it up during a time period of a time, two times, and half a times. The little horn took over the church. The book of Daniel says it took God's people captive in the Middle Ages and acted like it was the Son of God during the time of the ten kings of Europe. The people of God were beat up and persecuted during that time. Thousands, millions died. And the judgment set in heaven at the end of the Middle Ages when this fourth great world empire came down just before the collapse of the Holy Roman Empire in 1806. Judgment set in heaven and Jesus appeared to receive his kingdom and reverse the course of human history. And after that event, he came before the Ancient of Days, after the collapse of the old order, which means he came somewhere in the middle of the 19th century to reverse the course of human history. Daniel 7, 21, as I look, this horn made war with the saints. It prevailed over them in the Middle Ages, understood. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given, and here's the key word again, for the saints of the Most High. And the time came when the saints received the kingdom. Dear heart, Christ receives his kingdom for his people. The one who was born for all the people. He who lived to give us abundant life for our life, to replace it. He who died for our sins. The most important truth. He who was raised for our acceptance and justification. He who lives to make intercession for us. He is the one, the Son of Man, who stands before God's throne room in the most holy place in the judgment hour of human history as your proxy as a substitute in the final judgment. And he receives the kingdom for you if you believe in his name. If you are surrendered in faith to him, he takes away the fear of the judgment for the final generation. Daniel says judgment was given for the saints of the Most High, and the time came when the saints received the kingdom. You see, if you have Jesus, you've got a way out of here. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Jesus is the substance and the content of the apostolic gospel. No final generation can come up with something that will improve on the apostolic gospel. Jesus is the good news. He is the good news that will go to all the earth and then the end will come. The simple truth of who Jesus is will bring the end of the age. The gospel, dear heart, is the truth that you cannot afford to reject at this time of the end in which we're living. If you think we got years ahead of ourselves, you're kidding yourself. We are living just before the second coming of Jesus. The gospel is the ultimate truth that you need in your life. It is prophetic truth, but it is personal truth as well. It is the ultimate truth you need in your life right now because you need Jesus to reverse the bad news. Christ is not an optional truth if you want to live forever. He's the only truth that matters. Jesus put it plainly in Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe, that person will be condemned. 
Dear heart, Jesus is the good news of the gospel. Jesus is a gift that God has given you as secured salvation. If you receive him by faith, you cling to him by faith, he'll fix the mess of your life. He is the good news that holds the key for every piece of God's future for you. If you have Jesus, you have everything. Believe in the apostolic gospel. Confess your need of a Savior right now if you haven't done it. Call in his name to save you, and you will be saved. The angel got it right when he sent the shepherds to the manger with the good news of the gospel. Unto you is born this day a Savior in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. The angel announced the good news, that Jesus was born to be a Savior for all the people. The last time I checked, all the people means you too. Believe the gospel, trust in Jesus, have faith in him, and live forever. The good news God has given for you, it is the good news. That will conclude the apostolic gospel and the end of the age. Now, if you'd like to listen to the entire message without interruption, it is available for you at reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening today. Are you fascinated by the prophecies of Revelation? Have you wished you could understand prophecy better? Do the symbols of the Bible's last book baffle you? God's last altar call is just the book you need. Mark Finley clearly explains the events soon to unfold in this world. Be sure to call today for your copy, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Thank you for your generosity. Your donations keep this ministry on the air. Again, thank you for your support, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Again, you can listen to this broadcast online at reachingyourheart.com in its entirety along with the rest of the Cosmic Controversy series. And join us again next time. We so appreciate you listening. For Pastor Michael Oxentenko and everyone here, we do pray that God is reaching your heart. <laughs> 